This episode of the Culture Coach podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com, keeping count of what counts. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. I had a really interesting conversation with a colleague of mine recently, and this colleague is someone from uh, the non-majority culture. And uh, we were having a conversation about some of the work that I do uh, and some of the work that uh, we might do together. And uh, this person asked me a really interesting question that, quite frankly, nobody, um, I don't think I have been asked before, or at least haven't been asked in a really long time. And uh, this colleague of mine, uh, as we were talking about a, a situation that uh, we might do some work on together, um, you know, was sharing some things about how they wanted to uh, engage with uh, a potential client. And um, I could tell that uh, this colleague of mine comes from a perspective that um, needed to be, uh, for them, a bit more provocative in nature, uh, a bit more edgy, a bit more, um, you know, sort of, you know, let's make sure that, that the people that are, are responsible for this know, know that they are indeed responsible for it. And um, then after this person shared some stuff with me, uh, they then went to ask me, so have you seen that approach work or be successful? And it was a really interesting question because it made me reflect on a lot of things. And so today, uh, I wanted to share a few thoughts with you about whether you need to be provocative or persuasive when you are dealing in diversity work or culture work. Some of you refer to it as diversity, equity, and inclusion at your workplace. Some of you may call it diversity and inclusion. Some of you may call it diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Um, there are so many names for this work. There are so many acronyms uh, for this work. And let me just say again that you have to be really careful how much you shorten um, or just throw some things into some acronyms, the, uh, the work that you are trying to do that, that centers and focuses around people work. 
Uh, because right now what I am seeing in a lot of work is we, uh, people are treating this work, uh, as acronyms and programs instead of remembering that it's about people. And so, uh, just always check yourself on that. Okay. Friends, uh, always check yourself on that. Are we appro- approaching this work as a bunch of policies and procedures and, and all these things instead of remembering that this work is ultimately about people and serving people? So, provocative or persuasive? My answer to my colleague was what I have seen more frequently than not is any time that uh, a person who goes into any work, really, um, but particularly in the area of culture work or diversity work, and you begin with provocation, you begin with um, blaming, you begin with a sense of a chip on your shoulder, Um, after you have told somebody that you are trying to help, that you are there to serve. Um, I have very rarely seen this work. In fact, I have seen it backfire. So not only does it begin to land on deaf ears, well, but as soon as as somebody uh, feels blamed or ostracized and shut down, then the work that you were hoping to do or the work that you want to do, uh, if it's not landing anymore or if it's not even speaking in the language of the people that you are trying to reach, one really has to uh, ask themselves is if this is really the right approach. One of the reasons I even got into this work uh, full time was that I felt like a, a missing link or or actually a gap that needed to be filled was um, that everything I saw, every model that I saw of people doing culture work, of doing diversity work uh, in this area, that everyone came from a sense, a sense of provocation. Um, how edgy can I be? How chippy can I be? How stern can I be so that people can just understand what I'm trying to say? And let me just say this, I'm not even judging it. Uh, I think there is there is a place for that. And in this work that we do, uh, no matter uh, what area you may be working in under the, the umbrella of diversity work, um, you know, there, there's always going to be something or an angle or a way to do the work that is missing. And I felt like that there were plenty of people out in the world uh, who would provoke um, and provoke in such a way that they wanted people to feel a certain thing or they wanted people to feel um, you know, the weight, feel the weight of, of how they were implicit in things and that kind of thing. And so, you know, when I started uh, my business, I thought, okay, well, that some of that may need to be there. Um, and I'm just going to trust that there are enough people in the world who are doing that. I wanted to do something else. Uh, I wanted to, uh, first of all, I didn't, had no, um, no interest really in policies and procedures, although I know that they are necessary for organizational work and health. Uh, what I really care about is transformation. I don't care about uh, a Juneteenth policy or, uh, you know, when can we take off for certain holidays? I don't really care about that. What I care about is the transformation of leaders because what is missing right now is leadership. 
Um, and so that's why when people ask me what I do, I say I'm a culture coach and I build multicultural leaders. That's what I do. Um, a lot of times what that starts to get into is organizational change, obviously, uh, when it comes to uh, diversity work and culture work, but really any kind of organizational change or company change that you want to make first begins within the person. And, you know, you can't just say it's, it's either or. So you can't just say, well, we'll just deal with the, with the personal aspect or the, you know, the, the growth aspect and then never address any of the policies or procedures. You can't do that. You need to do them in tandem, do them together. However, what a lot of people want to do is they actually want to forego the personal side of this and only deal in policies and procedures. And what I can tell you is that if I had to pick uh, one of those two things, I would pick the personal. Because what I do know is that uh, I have not seen an organization or a company yet that has only focused on policies and procedures in the work of diversity um, and essentially, you know, policing these things uh, have any sort of transformational culture when it comes to uh, inclusion or diversity. I've never seen that. Um, what I have seen is leaders who have done the work, who are doing the work of personal transformation, they are the ones that then know how to lead their organization through cultural change. Uh, so that's really important to know. So a lot of my work, some may say, is maybe in the persuasive, uh, in the persuasive camp. However, what I will say is I think you need both. You need persuasive and you need provocative. And how you decide uh, to use both of those things or when you decide to use both of those things, a lot of time determines, uh, uh, depends on number one, your personality. Number two, what you are trying to do through your business that is very specific to you. And number three, uh, through the context of the situation that you find yourself in. I believe that if you take a 100% provocative approach where you just said, you know, we're going to go in and we're going to go in guns blazing and tell these people what they need to know and make sure they, they feel all the feels and, you know, all those things. If that's your only way to engage in this work, it will fail. And if all you ever do is trying to be persuasive uh, or trying to uh, come at things at a different angle or, or whatever, but you never get into provocation, uh, that will fail as well. A lot of times what I like to uh, enjoy in my business uh, is a bit of back and forth. And I actually think that you can be uh, both persuasive and provocative at the same time. Uh, much of my strategy when I'm working with clients is to help them to see uh, familiar uh, things about culture work, about diversity work, to help them to see familiar things in a new way or to help them to think about it a new way. You know, many times I hear this probably daily uh, when I work with my clients and I share something with them and they say, well, I've never thought about it that way. Now, one could say that that's just all persuasion. I don't believe so. I believe that that is just as provocative as someone coming in and uh, maybe screaming at somebody or, you know, giving them a piece of their mind or whatever you want to call it. But you need both. You need pr provocation and you need persuasion. It's very important. And if any of you are uh, leading or you want to train in this area or whatever, 
you have to learn how to summon both in yourself and you actually have to go first. So, you know, I would say don't try to be all provocative with people that you work with if you're not willing to be provocative with yourself. You know, don't try to be persuasive if you're not uh, taking your own advice in this area. So which one is best? Provocation? Persuasion? Yes, is the answer to that. It's actually not an either or. It's both. Most things are both, y'all. You look at these things as tools in your toolbox that you get to pull out and wield any way that you want to wield them when they are appropriate. But you have to find the one that works the best for you. If you're listening to me and you're, you're a leader in authority or in position, you need to know which one of these or how you work them together uh, as great tools to lead your company. Uh, most of the time it's not or, it's all of the things. So start to think about how you are leading in the area of cultural diversity. Um, and that, you know, think about you leading them with your tool belt around you. Um, and that at any time you are ready to pull out one of eight or nine different things, different ways that, um, you can get this work accomplished. Lastly, let me just say this. I have a feeling this might begin to be a theme going forward. Um, and that is if you have the title of leader in your organization or in your company, if you have the authority of a leader, if people call you leader, if you lead a team, if there is even one person following you, you are a leader. Please do not abdicate your responsibility as a leader in the area of culture work. Right now, what we need is leaders. We need less policies and programs around the area of culture work. And what we need are people that hold positions, uh, presidents, CEOs, vice presidents, executive VPs, CEOs, whatever you call yourself, if you have the authority to make decisions in your organization or in your company, do not abdicate your responsibility in this area. We don't need you to just execute. We need you to lead. And in order to lead, in order to become a multicultural leader that you know how to lead as many different kinds of people as possible, you have to start with your own personal transformation. There is no way around it. You cannot um, uh, shoo this off to your diversity professional on staff. You cannot um, shoo this off to uh, a committee that you put together. You cannot do that. It is your responsibility as the leader to own it and then set mission and vision around it to get it done. Come on, let's go. It's, this is the time for leadership. That is why I am here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to coach you. And I am here to build multicultural leaders who are generous with their gifts, who are generous with their leadership ability. Come on, it's time. Let's do something different in life and business that nobody has seen yet. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.